It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-pack radio, where all your dreams come true. This is Brian Conger. Thank you for joining us. It is. We are in bowl season. We're in bowl season. We also realize that the recordings of these like video podcasts start like a minute before Rob hits play for reasons still unknown to us. So yeah, um, the pre if you the tune pre in, you've already yeah the pre, yeah the hot mic right <laughs> that, that's what politicians always get in trouble for. Um, I uh, so if you if you were tuning in beforehand, uh, you already heard me complaining about betting on bowls. It's always a bad idea. Like never, never a good idea to to bet on bulls, particularly now with the transfer portal. I'm Brian Conger. He's Rob Bowen. We're a Sharp College Football Podcast. And Rob, should we tell people where what we're doing? Like, given that, the, or should we just wait till the end of the season and um before we tell them, like, you know, actually, actually, I died and I am <laughs> like whatever they do at the end of the, the soap operas. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> but everybody comes. No one really ever dies in a soap opera. That's um, very true. <clears throat> Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, I mean, sounds good. Yeah, all right. We're we're doing we're doing Big Ten football. We're gonna we're gonna move to the Big Ten, and it makes me sad <laughs> because does. the the Big Twelve is clearly the hipster conference, which is where my heart is at. Um, at the same time, there's there's a lot of freaking people uh, that like happen to like Ohio State football and Penn State football, and I'm I'm looking forward to making them all mad at us. <laughs> like that's that's uh, well, and we both I, live in Big Ten country. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I that which is so so dumb, so dumb. Right. Yeah, we I are. Mean, we, we do I live in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you, you live just outside Portland, right? Like, yeah, two, two Big have, Ten towns. <laughs> yeah, you heavy Big Ten influence. Lots of cheese curds here in the in the Portland metro area. Um, so we're we're gonna do that, and um, and we're gonna still ride with the bulls, and uh, but it's just it's it's really difficult. Look. I'm not going to lie. This last year, not my best picks, probably because I didn't watch as many games as I normally have, but uh, it's it's tough to watch more than one conference and really be attuned. And like I learned that lesson this year where uh, work really got in, uh, I mean, obviously not in the way because it is yeah. work, right? That's how we make our work, living. But, work, got in the, work got in the way of my, uh, my, my hobby. <laughs> yeah, my, my passion project. And, but the, I think the thing being like in, in the last four years, right? in the suicide pools, I'm like, Oh, Cal's going to beat Cal's going to beat UCLA. I've watched all every single Cal game and UCLA yeah. is dumb. And this is, and I just didn't have that feel for it this year because, um, I think some of the games were just a little bit more difficult to watch or just like stuff got in the way. So, um, we're doing big 10 next year because I, I just feel like focusing on one conference and really digging in and just kind of knowing that conference and, and speaking with authority is something that I missed this year where I really yeah. did pay attention, but it wasn't at the level that, that I really would like to. And, um, and, and really starting over the big 10 and getting a feel for those teams. The bummer is like, we're going to have to learn jokes and nobody's going to get the, our jokes and we're just going to have to kind of wade our way through that process. But that's where we're going to be. Um, so if you're a Big Ten fan or if you're, you know, the Oregon or the L.A. schools, uh, don't worry, USC. We're still going to make fun of you um, over and over and over again. Um, and hopefully you figure it out at some point with was it, who's who's the the Kansas State co the quarterback going to be the Will Howard. Oh, USC man. I mean, we can talk about that today. <laughs> Holy smokes. I mean. Good times. <laughs> I, I am going to enjoy just just dumping all over the L.A. schools as they like. You know, as they have their fever dream for the through the first three years the, of the Big Ten, the great exodus of of quarterbacks out of L.A. Holy smokes! Um, yes, but but that's what we're doing. Um, SharpCollegeFootball.com, by the way, for all your stuff, and uh, and you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Pac-12 Radio, which we, we got to figure out <laughs> another. Will be some other name, <laughs> TBD. 
<laughs> gonna have to go on to like Fiverr and ask for another logo. Um, so with that, with all that, you know, throat clearing, Rob, uh, we had let let's do let's do coaching and transfer portal portal news. I think that's that's probably where we should start. A lot of news coming out, uh, particularly about the quarterbacks. You know, we had Will Howard, um, uh, the Mississippi State. Wait, hold on. No, I, no, I'm he's from Kansas up. State. You're thinking of uh, Will Rogers. Thank you. Will Rogers uh, has committed to the University of Washington, which I saw. It's weird because I saw like mixed reviews about that, and I'm not worried. I, I think Kalen DeBoer is just a wizard. Yeah. And yes, you had Penix like tossing just straight up bombs on people all over the field. You're not going to get that with with um, with, uh, with with what they're bringing in now, but. I do think somebody that can handle the offense and I just think Caleb DeBoer is like it's like in college basketball where like some of the real good gamblers will say you actually bet on the coach and the program and the culture because the, the players come and go. But yeah. it's, it's what the like whatever the system is and whatever the coach like the reason Bill Self is awesome is because Bill Self adapts to whatever team he has. And he's yes, he has a system, but he's able to make changes. Depending. I just put Caleb DeBoer in that in that camp where somebody that's extremely adaptable, that's one everywhere he's gone, that's going to put a system together around him. I don't know. What, what, what did you think about the announcement there? I mean, I, I think really, though, if you're a Washington, I mean, like <clears throat> this definitely feels like one of those years where somebody's been like, you know, DeBoer. Landed on some guys um, that were ready to have some some significantly better coaching, and he developed them yeah. over two years, right? Um, but it also feels like, I mean, like some of these guys are going to be gone, you know, not just panics. I mean, some of the other guys are going to be gone. Um, and this Washington team, I don't think is going to be, you know, I, do, I don't think is, is going to be, they're going to take a little bit. I mean, they might take a bit of a step back next year. And I think Will Rogers fits that perfectly in the sense of like, you're not, you know, like he's going to come in, he's going to be more competent than, you know, like he's got a ton of experience. Um, he's not, he doesn't have a big arm. Um, and he, he definitely can, he definitely can make some questionable decisions, but I think this is going to be a better offense than he played in this past year for sure. And I think even it's an even better offense than, you know, Leach was running. Um, He's like, so you get somebody in as like a, a short-term rental um, to fill in as a placeholder until they really get, I mean, they have to get a quarterback though. I mean, like this doesn't, I mean, it's, it is interesting too, because I think within college football, and it is interesting that like they couldn't develop Morris and didn't really have a pipeline set up, right? Quarterback wise. Um, but it's this isn't like when Knicks and Penix transferred, right? And it was like a, a you know, <laughs> there was there was a little treasure chest of rich QB riches in the portal, right? Like, I mean, Will Will How Will Howard <laughs> might go to USC, <laughs> and so I mean, I think Washington getting in there and getting one of the more experienced signal callers out there, um, you know, I think certainly can come in and, and play pretty and should be able to play pretty well um, to be able to bridge them over as they try to develop their next crop of, of players, I think is a, is a really smart move by them. And I think it's a, it's a solid move. And also, I mean, like, I mean, I heard Cam Ward was looking for like $2 million. <laughs> That's what he asked. Because, <laughs> because every, I mean, everybody, I mean, if you're Washington getting in like the, the, and we'll talk about this with everybody, with everybody else needing a quarterback. I mean, it feels like musical chairs, right? Like Ohio state needs a quarterback. I mean, both of their, both, both Devin Brown and Kyle McCord transferred, you know, like USC needs a quarterback. Uh, Miami needs a quarterback, you know, like, uh, the, you know, there people think Jordan and Travis might just go pro at Florida state. So Florida state needs a quarterback. Um, everybody needs a QB. So, you know, like to be able to, to get somebody and, and not find yourself sitting without a chair um, while you look for the Mr. Perfect quarterback who is not in the portal. <laughs> Just FYI. No, no. <laughs> um, it, it feels like a really smart move for Washington. I think it, I, I think this works. I mean, this, this probably takes this Washington team and if the defense takes another step forward, puts them at like a nine, 10 win season next year, which is, should be, re- you should feel really good about it going into the big 10. This feels like the year it's like a bad NBA draft, right? Where everybody bad needs a, like a point guard and there are no point guards <laughs> no. to be had. Like yeah, it is 
it is rough. And I mean, like, I think you're right with Will Rogers. I'm, I'm interested to see. You're right. DeBoer got some some pieces, yeah. right? I mean, like a good example is like Puka Nakua got buried at Washington, which is unacceptable, right. right? With what he's doing in the NFL. And then you look at the three wide receivers, McMillan, Polk, and Adunze, and those guys were buried for a couple of years, like behind. I mean, where we talked about this, we're like, why are all these like crappy three star wide receivers? And my and it was like, okay, maybe maybe they the ratings were wrong. No, 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 the ratings were not wrong. Right. The offense was wrong. The incompetence was maybe, the maybe they were really committed and, blockers, like for the run the ball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, what's so stupid? And but I'm interested to see how Washington recruits moving forward. What DeBoer has been able to do, um, you know, for like at Fresno State, turning really a rough team into, into something that was really impressive and, and then moving over to Washington and turning a team that was already recruited. I want to see what he's able to do on the recruitment front. And, and it highlights Rob, the, the importance of developing a quarterback, right? Yeah. You just mentioned all these teams that are in the need of a quarterback. You go, all right, y'all had like a bunch of four, four and five star guys and weren't able to, I mean like all across the board. That's really interesting. The fact that Ohio State has multiple four or five star quarterbacks, they weren't that good. Miami, like, you know, had Tyler Van Dyke, wasn't able to figure out what to do. Washington, behind um, Penix, nothing great. Yeah. Uh, U- USC, Malachi Nelson, who they, uh, he's gone. And what was interesting on that front was that the reports were the USC wasn't really all that impressed with him. Yeah. Well, like something, something's broken and maybe it was the COVID year and just like the recruiting services on the quarterback side just kind of right. petered out. But holy goodness, it's really rough now out the there best, right now. The best player of that quarterback class is Noah Fafita. <laughs> like, he's, he has had, he has had the best play thus far out of anyone in that quarterback class. That is not a that like that wasn't me. The Athletic wrote a whole article revisiting that QB class, and they went through the top like twenty five quarterbacks, and it's all a bunch of like, well, this didn't work out as we thought it would. And then, but like, and then they're like, who else was in the class? And they're like, you know, who's probably had the best <laughs> time so far is Noah Fafita. Oh, Noah Fafita. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Man. It is, but it leaves you with like, I mean. Right now, Washington, I mean, and you hit on a, a really good point with DeBoer and probably the biggest question mark going forward for DeBoer. And look, I mean, Washington fans are going to point to, um, you know, the development that DeBoer has. And that's true. Development gets you so far, though, right? Like, I mean, Nick Saban also develops players. Kirby Smart also develops players. We have talked about this on this podcast, right? Like, uh, you know what works the best? Like recruiting really well and developing players, right? Like that that turns out yeah. to be the super the superior formula. Um Washington's sitting at 30 right now overall in the recruiting rankings. Um that's rough. I mean they've got a handful of four stars you know recruited in you know national signing day the first signing day is like three days away um from when we're recording this and like they didn't recruit that well last year. That to me is the like, because DeBoer has had the advantage of having some pretty good players, right? Like um, now he also developed them, right? Like, I mean, I'm, this isn't like DeBoer just stumbled onto a roster and just like, oh, wow, like turns out like these guys all work together, right? Like he clearly turned these guys into something that they were not before. But <clears throat> I think for Washington, if they're, if you really want to get out there and compete and you're going to have to next season, you know, with Ohio state, which is a recruiting juggernaut and, you know, Michigan who recruits pretty well, Penn state who recruits pretty well, you know, as well as, I mean, like there are teams in the big 10 that, I mean, the big 10 has been mostly bad, but Maryland's been getting better. Right. I mean, like if you're Washington, like, you know, like you, you have to, that, that, that's my main, my main concern for DeBoer and the staff is like, they just, it doesn't feel like that, they internalized how important recruiting is. And this is coming from somebody that's like, I feel like I constantly remind people that like recruiting is not everything. And I'm, I will argue that to people that are like, you know, stars are all that matter. Um, That's wrong, but stars do actually matter. And like, that's like this class, like they've got a QB in here, like a four-star QB. Um, 
it feels like it's got to work out now that you can see that about a lot of places right now. Like it's this one particular yeah. quarterback's got to work out. Um, but I think that they have, like they have to figure something like Washington has to figure something out on the recruiting trail. And if they, if DeBoer, even if he likes the way his staff develops and they coach, um, he might have to shake things up and go get somebody that can recruit, you know, get some position coaches that can recruit better because as it is right now, like you're, you are not hanging with like two years from now, if Washington has four recruiting classes ranked where these ones have been, you're not playing with Ohio state. You're not, you know, like, and if Ryan day doesn't turn around, like they will, Ohio state will go hire somebody else and they'll hire the best coach that money can buy. Right. Like, (laughs) right. I mean, and Dan Lanning, you know, like Washington had their number this year, but Lanning is not messing around on the recruiting trail. Right. Like, and he's got some pretty good coaches too. Right. Like four years or two years from now, if you have four classes like this, you're gonna have a hard time hanging with those guys. Um, other news on the quarterback front, Dante Moore. It's looking like I didn't see the official announcement that he's going to Oregon. I saw it's pretty likely that he's going yeah. to Oregon. Um, dude, that guy sucked this year. He just did. <laughs> he he did. was really bad. He did. And like, I maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he turns it around. Um, but you know who also sucked? Ty Thompson. And he's gone too. So we're talking about like five star quarterbacks that just couldn't put it together. I mean, I feel like um, with Dante Moore though, I mean, I mean, like not everybody has it. Like not everybody is Caleb Williams, right? Like sometimes guys like mature. Um, and I feel like Dante, like Dante Moore clearly wasn't the problem with Chip Kelly's offense this season. Like <laughs> I, mean, I feel sort of sorry as bad as it got. Um, but Oregon, I mean, you got to feel like Oregon did pretty well out of the transfer portal here. Um, you know, landing, um, you know, Oklahoma's quarterback and then landing Dante Moore, you know, to potentially develop and back up as well as like anybody else that they've signed. I mean, like Oregon came into this definitely with a decent plan and, and appears to got it done. And the fact that Dante Moore is not going back to Michigan or Michigan state, um, where he's from is, you know, like that's, that's remarkable. He's staying out on the West coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of, I was kind of mocking the Dante Moore, like, but the fact that he'll have an extra year yep. right, as Dylan Gabriel does whatever he does, like, it, it's a good plan. Uh, they they trade him for Ty Thompson basically, yeah. and we'll see how that works out. Um, other news on this end, you know, again, Malachi Nelson has uh, hit the transfer portal. I know he was injured a little bit earlier this year, but the fact that the fact that there was just no buzz at all about him. I don't know if that's Lincoln Riley or Malachi Nelson. We will find out. I said he had some injuries um, um, this year too. Um, but I mean, it, like we talked about, like when, as soon as they, almost as soon as they announced that Caleb Williams wasn't playing in the bowl, it was, you know, like, it's not going to be Malachi Nelson. And you're oh, like, Oh no. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's Miller Moss <laughs> time. And look, I mean, I think some, I, I mean, if I had some USC fans, um, I mean, look, if the guy's not the guy, like it's not going to help if he sticks around or not. Um, yeah. But I've definitely had some USC fans that are like, oh, you know, like uh, I just I trust Lincoln Riley. And I'm like, I yes. With what? Will Howard is not Will Howard is not what you think he is. Right. Like and, and he now Kansas yeah. State is really excited about a young QB. So Will Howard might have got bumped out. Um, You know, anyway. But he, I mean, I mean, I said, if, if you're going to run QB power <laughs> 20 times a game, Will Howard is your man. Um, yeah. If you are going to expect him to use his arm to run Lincoln Riley's offense, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, I, I like, and look, Riley has had a pretty good track record, obviously, and has been very creative on the offensive side. But this year, has been, I mean, just the fact that you say what you want about those wide receivers. They, I don't think they were as talented as people thought they no. were, but they produced elsewhere and he could not figure out a way to get that offense to function um, with Caleb Williams. And now he brings in Will Howard, who like you're saying is a totally different offense. I don't, I mean, they're going to have to buy an offensive line basically right in order for him yeah. to be good. Um, and uh, I, I it, it, I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, I'm looking elsewhere. So Walter Taylor going to Colorado, Destin Wade, a four-star Kentucky transfer. Um, I mean, to, to be fair, 
Colorado has done actually fairly well on the um, on the transfer portal yeah. Uh, yeah, side, yeah. and they also signed a really solid offensive tackle, um, which is interesting because obviously that program ended on a bad note this past year and bringing in, I mean like actual quarterback depth. I mean, I understand why nobody wanted to transfer their last year, yeah. right? Hey, hey, here's my son. He's starting. And that that's the end right. of the story. <laughs> Who wants to do that? Now they got a couple people that they can stack behind him. I think, I think both, uh, 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 uh prime figured out and quarterbacks figured out that, Hey, I might get some playing time and an offense that's going to get attention and Deion Sanders basically realized, Hey, I have to have somebody you gotta have some depth. Sanders because I mean, you got to yeah. have some depth. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Colorado's actually done fairly well to your point, right? Like they've, they've gone into the portal and gotten some guys. I mean, I mean, I mean, truthfully, like parts of that team could not get any worse. Right. Um, the offensive yeah. line, large parts of the defense, <laughs> the run defense in particular, <laughs> um, you know, like there's still some really, really talented players, you know, on the you know offensive skill position players there. Um, yeah, I thought they did pretty well. I mean, th- these are guys though that are that came in. I mean, you know, the Kentucky transfer. You know, this is a guy that's not clearly not going to get the start at Kentucky. Um, you know, I mean, and so saw the writing on the wall and went looking for some, you know, an opportunity to potentially get some more playing time. I mean, there's going to be some interest. I mean, like I think guys like. I'm really interested to see where guys like Ty Thompson um, land, right? Just because it is such a wild portal out there right now with everybody needing a QB and not a, and like, I, I mean, but the other part is too, is too. And I was thinking about this is like, if you have a starting QB right now that you think you have a starting QB, man, somebody, whoever his representative or agent is, is getting, inundated with offers for them to enter the portal because of Ohio state and USC. And th- and that's where it gets to be like, and look, I mean, like <clears throat> I can't like other than maybe Fafita at Arizona, I can't think of anybody else in the PAC 12. Like I don't think cam Rising's leaving Utah. Um, but if you have an established quarterback and like we said, like there's a limited number of teams that have that at the moment, um, they're they're probably getting like significant offers to move right that's that's how crazy it is out there right now but like the talent is just so can you remember a year like this where he's like it felt like this year we're coming in and it's like oh man it's amazing and then you look like you look around the country and you're like oh well there's carson back at georgia and then (laughs) and, and then you go for a bit before you start to think of like oh who's next right Oh Lord! So yeah, and like just going down the Pac-12, right? Will Howard and question mark at UCLA. Uh, the Northern California schools suck. Yeah, nobody's going the, for either of those guys. Um, it's it's musical chairs at ASU, and then Fafita. Right. Utah, the pig farmer, and Nate Johnson uh, transferred. So I mean, Cam Rising is clearly yeah. like at at the time. Right. And, well, and both of those and, like, and you know both that. of those guys are clearly like Nate Johnson probably ruined his chances of becoming the starter for this year. So, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, he's going to Vanderbilt, which you know, yeah, good, good for Vandy. Like that's that's a good <laughs> spot for him. Um, I mean, Dylan Gabriel is flawed, right? And uh, I mean, Washington getting a I could say Will Smith. I keep forgetting the guy's Will name. Will Rogers, oh, yeah, yeah, Will Rogers. I mean, it's. It's Colorado, Arizona, and Utah have the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 probably next year, right? I mean, like, how, yeah. how good is Dylan Gabriel? Where would you rank Gabriel uh, in in the conference? I mean, so I would put, oh man, I mean, it's hard. Like, so the Utah offense with rising, but like they also need some pass catchers, which they didn't have this year, and so you're assuming the tight they ends. They never have to, pass catchers. I, I know. Mean, they they, well, they have tight ends. Like, <laughs> they have tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> they have they, they had tight ends and a Britton Covey at one point, yeah. um, but like. <laughs> Um, I really like rising. I think Fafita is better. I think Fafita's just got, he's got better arm talent. I think he's got a better surrounding cast around him, um, with McMillan. Um, I think he probably has a better year than rising next year. I mean, like that, I just, I, I think rising's definitely number two. Um, and then it's Gabriel, you know, um, no, that's wrong. 
it's Sanders. Like, I'm sorry, but Sanders is your, like, I forgot about him. Sanders is your most talented QB. He may not have the biggest year, but he is clearly your most talented QB. That's true. And he, and he can move Like, yeah. if you put Sanders in Arizona's, in front of Arizona's offensive line, like, he would kill Oh, yeah. Him. You give him like, Arizona's he, receivers I mean, and offensive line, and he is having an, an enormous year. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I mean, and people people knock him too much, like because they look at the overall offensive performance. Like he's 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 likely a first round pick. Um, he's really yeah. good. like him him running around with his like you know just for his yeah. life and then just gunning the ball down the field all yeah. the time. It's great. It's, he's so really I, I do Sanders, yeah, Fafita, totally- Rising. Um, I mean, geez, if you were to do the Big Twelve ones, I see you throw in the Ohio State or Iowa State quarterback, like who's kind of a smaller dude but can sling it. But, um, well, then you do, then you do Gabriel and then Will Rogers and that, and then yeah. big question. Marks. Which is fine. That's like a B right. Like across yeah. the board B, if you were to rate those five quarterbacks and, uh, I mean, certainly some schools would absolutely take their quarterback over what they've had yeah. in the past. And some schools are kind of like, yeah, he's a placeholder. But yeah, it's it's a weird transition year for for teams all across the country. I where, where do you think? Okay, where do you think Ty Thompson ends up? Like the type of school? I think he's Ma- I think he's Mountain West bound. Yeah. I mean, don't you? I, think so I mean, too. even as desperate as people are for QBs, and they are. I mean, to the point where like DJU, who again has his moments, but also has his other moments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is like one of the big names, and like he went and visited Florida State. Isn't that crazy. It's so crazy that he's like one of the top two quarterbacks right now. And look, like he was fine. Right. I mean, we talked, we talked, we covered him all year. We're like, yeah, good for him at Oregon State. But it wasn't like, wow, DJU has transformed the Oregon State offense. It was like, oh, I mean, yeah, they were a sense. lot better with him. He gave them something that they didn't have. I think it would be interesting to see him with competent play calling and wide receivers that are taller than 5'9. That's that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think he can look even better then, but I do think he has a ceiling. Um, I mean, in Cam Ward, I mean, Cam Ward asking Ohio State for $2 million is the rumor. I mean, that's nuts. Like Cam Ward, like I, there are times when I'm not sure Cam Ward was watching the same game I was, <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> throw it on the table, man. Just throw it on that table. <laughs> like, like, and I say like, and I like Cam Ward. I think he's improved. I think he's, I mean, I do. I think he's gotten better. I think he would also benefit from a better surrounding cast and maybe a better play caller. But I mean, the fact that like those guys are your big names in the portal. I mean, it's rough out there, but I mean, that said like, so that, that could lead you to a Ty Thompson staying within the power five. Right. But that feels, I mean, and that, but that almost, I mean, because like, yeah, what we saw wasn't always great. That's true. Um, But it's just, it's, it feels odd though, because like he, it's not like he has a bunch of really, really bad tape, like Nate Johnson throwing the football tape. There was some bad Nate Johnson throwing yeah. the football tape. Um, Ty Thompson doesn't he he doesn't wow you, but he doesn't have like really, really, really bad stuff. And for that, like I mean, Tyler Shuck, like he ended up at Texas Tech. I mean, like given the paucity of top signal callers i could see it. but like in a normal year you'd be like ty thompson fresno state starting quarterback and he goes and lights it up or something right <laughs> like i mean yeah well i mean like jake hayner transferred and like what was jake hayner well you're like <laughs> right like there's just so many jakes to pick at you like you got lost among, amongst lost the amongst all of the jakes um <laughs> it's like it's like having three red like redheaded um uh, kids like a teacher and they're all like the same height. He's like, I don't know. One of you is a right. troublemaker. I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> but he, I mean, you could see, I mean, you could see him ending up somewhere just because of the kind of year it is for quarterbacks. Um, and I think that's like, that's, but I, I mean, I'd like, like I said, like, I mean, Ty Thompson, future Nevada starting quarterback, right? Like that's, that feels right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm curious to see what Washington State does because they are like the, here, this. The real sad part is, right? USC continues its uh, practice of rating everybody else in the conference's teams and then burying them on the depth chart or making them look foolish right. for their decisions. And that's happening with Oregon State this year. And look, I mean, I think they're going to have a much more competent defense with with the higher, you yeah. know, obviously the switch of the defensive coordinator. But they they went and basically rated Oregon State. 
you saw a an exodus of players out of that program. Um, some of them to Michigan State, some of them to USC. And I just really do fear for Oregon State and the future of that football program because um, it's bad right yeah. now. And, and on the other side, Washington State, too, like didn't have a great team this year and they don't have a starting quarterback. No. They're running back. The, they could not run the ball at all. And they got that four star kid and he sucked. Um, and, and I mean, obviously the, the Wisconsin transfer was the guy that was yeah. running the majority of the, but like you could tell they didn't trust who was behind yeah. him and their offensive line was bad. And you go, Holy smokes, what is going to happen to that program? Um, Ty Thompson, which is <laughs> the savior. He's a five Dylan star. Moore, He's a five I mean, star. like those guys probably should take that shot. Right. Like, um, but it is like it, Dylan Morris makes it, sense. That actually is a good. It call. feels oh, like it just has to feel like despair. I mean, I, I like to our Coog friends and um, be friends out there. Like I feel for you so much. Like this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, run the run the Mountain West, baby. Just run yeah. it up. Keep that keep that money and run the Mountain yeah. West. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else in the transfer portal? Uh, Demani Jackson Bellings entered the transfer portal too. Like yeah. I mean, he's going to Georgia, yeah. right? Dante Williams. They, yeah. they picked up. A, yeah. I mean, USC just. I mean, man. I mean, we like. I do like. I think the defensive staff hires that they've made are really competent. Like they look really good, right? Like I'm like, oh, this feels like a really like. There's not a lot of. There's less sizzle with this defensive staff, like recruiting wise. Um, but they definitely feel like a step up in overall competence. Um, yeah, but the offense took a step back this year. I mean, they were, they were, and that was with Caleb Williams again. And, uh, I really have questions about what Lincoln Riley's going to do next year <laughs> offensively. <laughs> like I really, I think the defense could get a lot better. Um, and at the same time, I think this, I think this offense could be pretty mediocre. It would be so funny to, to see him Cliff Kingsbury it, right? Like go seven and six and then get another NFL oh, job. God. Like that just seems like the head coach of the Chargers or something. In the yeah. Oh, and the hate from Oklahoma fans is just hysterical when you're just taking a look at the news and like the memes that they're sending. Uh, well, I, Mario I, Williams I into the transport portal too. I mean, like he barely yep. made a dent at USC at all. Uh, um, yeah, which is astounding considering how utterly mediocre the wide receivers were this year right yeah. and he was good at oklahoma um and just could not oh i mean dorian singer like come home i mean like that's where i think it's coaching yeah. right i mean like you got you have players that had been decent if not excellent at their schools and they went to usc and on the the offensive side really surprised me the defensive side i kind of expected yeah. some of that and, i mean i gave the chance like all right maybe barry alexander puts it together and maybe mason cobb yeah. uh, figures it out but like the fact that w whenever you have a, a team that's like oh yeah like this this um basketball player is going to be our tight end and he's really the crux of this the cornerstone of the defense you go oh lord almighty this is really bad um, and, and that was basically the case with the, uh, the transfer from ASU, but, um, all right, let's move on from the transfer portal or unless you have anything else to mention. No, that's it. All right. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to get to games and like the PAC 12 actually did pretty well in their bowl games. We'll get to those right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, we're back. 
you can tell you can tell we're back and we switched because my internet's doing better because I'm not on Super West Sports anymore that has like seventeen thousand video banner huh. apps going as there. But they have a great it's a great transfer portal tracker, but uh, you, you can tell. And so, Rob, we had two bowl games happen. We don't, I mean, we don't have to cover these too closely, but UCLA uh, beat Boise State. I should say Colin Schley and Ethan Garbers beat uh, Bo- Boise State. 35-22. These games are so bonkers. Like, J. Michael Sturdivan showed up for like a day, yeah. right? He, I feel like... He had um, four receptions for 142 yards. Like, he had, he had, yeah. he had four catches, made them all count. <laughs> like, he he did the nice boyfriend like that that dated somebody for like a couple months and, and met the parents and then left and like what happened to that nice man J Michael Sturdivant <laughs> oh mom don't worry about it like he's yeah. gone like I feel like that's gonna be the story with him um, and I'm I would look I was really glad that he he got his in this game obviously transferring from Cal and just being a really impressive player that also got buried behind a garbage offense and a garbage quarterback um, Cal was the one that was surprising. They lose. Uh, well, I, any, anything about UCLA? I mean, I, like, I mean, what was what was interesting about this game is they UCLA couldn't stop the run in the first half, and they couldn't get anything going offensively. And they came out in the second half and <laughs> completely shut down the run. Whatever adjustments they made or getting yelled at in the locker room about not stopping the run worked. Um, and then you know, like uh, Schley got hurt, and Garbers came in, and Garbers balled out. Like Garbers all of a sudden, like the offense totally, like Garbers could not miss. <laughs> like he was totally, totally changes the offense. And you're like, I have, and looked, looked nothing like, looked entirely like nothing like the US, UCLA offense has looked all season. It was the best they have looked all year. <laughs> oh my gosh. He did like a, a Will Ferrell in old school where he just blacks out. <laughs> yeah. Know, like in the middle of the, the uh, spelling bee or whatever was the, the math contest. Uh, well, good for him. Like, you know, I, like UCLA eight and five. That sounds about right. Like you're going to just look every year and it's going to be eight, five, eight, yeah. five, eight, five, eight, five. I, I'm just convinced of that now. Um, and Boise, like, I think at, there was one point where the, the coach mouth, like they, they don't care. Like they, they don't even want to be here. Let's yeah. go. Um, and I'm wondering if that was uh, displayed in, at yeah, <laughs> like, they don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the Starco Brands Los Angeles Bowl presented by uh, Gronk. The rating, <laughs> that God, I love it. I appreciated that. Good God, good for him. Um, signing the Coors Lights cans at the Arizona like sideline is just the the just good for you. Just keep doing that, Gronk. Um, Cal fourteen, Texas Tech thirty four. I was surprised about this because this is the Cal game. This is the game Cal wins. This is what Justin Wilcox yeah. does. And uh, for, uh, Fernando Mendoza, three picks. You know, they, they kind of really, you know, even though Brooks had like almost 100 yards, it took like 22 carries for him to get there. And, uh, you know, Texas Tech has like basically the, the coked up uh, high school coach. Yeah. So maybe maybe the motivation factor there actually helped here. I don't know. What did I you mean, think? there's two things. There's two things that define this game. One, Cal had four turnovers, <laughs> including the three picks. <laughs> like hard, hard, turns out hard to win football games when you're minus two on turnovers and turn it over in total four times. Um, the other one is... Uh, Tim DeRoder and that um, Texas Tech defense totally shut down Cal's run game. Like, just Ott had a hell of a day um, out there. That, I mean, 16 carries for only 46 yards. I mean, they basically dared Cal to beat them through the air, and, um, well, Cal could not. Uh, you know, and then Cal's defense, which had played a bit better at times this season, but still has, is not in the range where you would consider them good. Um they, I mean, some of those they got, you know, hurt with some bad field position, um, you know, in the game, but they weren't great. You know, I mean, they gave up 24 first downs. Cal only had 15 first downs, um, you know, and they, you know, they, you know, Texas Tech struggled to run the football as well, but they got enough in the air with a guy that's like, what, their third string quarterback or something, <laughs> you know, like that's what, that's what I think probably has to feel really rough for Cal is like, um, you went out and lost to like a pretty mid tier big 12 team playing their like third string quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and my, my apologies to the two Cal fans that listen. Um, I got my Brooks mixed up, right? I'm, I'm thinking Carlos Brooks who has already transferred out of the program. <laughs> so I was looking at the Texas Tech Brooks, uh, not Jaden. Uh, 
you know, looking forward, look, but don't bet on bulls. I, I, I made that mistake this week. What am I, what am I somebody, doing? Somebody I, was doing the traditional thing where it's like, oh man, like the Pac-12 has been overrated all season and we're seeing that oh, in no. this bowl. And I'm like, no, no, we don't, we don't do that anymore because I don't even know who's coaching. <laughs> in this bowl game, let alone playing in this bowl game. I mean, I do, but it's also like impossible. Like these are not, these are fundamentally very often not the same teams. Now Cal mostly was, which is pretty embarrassing for Cal. Yeah, that was what I was like. Oh, Cal, Cal mostly was, was the same team. Now clearly UCLA was not, and they ended up winning. But like, I mean, Boise State also had like a hack together coaching staff too, because they fired their coach at the middle of the season, right? Like, um, I, I mean, I just think this is it's so it is so dumb. Like, I mean, the only and I downweight like within beta rank and I'm I think I'm the only one that does this. Like uh, the only games that count full weight are the playoff games. Everything else is like 10 percent because I don't know who's playing. Right. I mean, like the canonical one I always look back at is like that one where like was it? Um, I mean, Kansas State just waxed LSU in like a covid bowl I mean, just waxed them. Like I think LSU only only had like forty players that could like dress for the game <laughs> because of like oh yeah yeah I, I, I bet heavily on that <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> opt outs and transfers and COVID and everything and I was like I'm not we're not counting these anymore like this is these are not these are not this is not good information this is bad data and I don't want a part of it Do you know who is starting in the in the uh, the Las Vegas Bowl? The pig farmer himself, Bryson Barnes, Huzzah. will be the starting quarterback for Utah. I was curious about that because obviously um, Nate Johnson left, yeah. and I was just wondering to see like, oh, like it's because, and I know Barnes is transferring too, or he he put himself in the portal, and I would too after not getting a scholarship after like starting basically for right. two years <laughs> for this program, or at least maybe not starting, but starting multiple games as the backup, even though you're the walk on. Um, and, and look, maybe, maybe there was, I, I didn't kill that as much on the show. Cause maybe in the background, they gave him some, you know, attaboy scholarship that wasn't like a football scholarship, but I thought it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, he is starting in this game, which makes it a little bit more competitive on my end, because if they didn't have a starting quarterback, um, Utah, I was pretty worried about this. They play Northwestern. I'm surprised Northwestern made a bolt. Like this was a yeah. team that was supposed to be like rock bottom this year. And they really did a good job. Um, I think they had the interim coaches. Who's who was the interim? Um, it was uh, was it, it wasn't um, it wasn't Spurrier, but it was it was one of like yeah. The, I'm the trying kids, to remember Nate. The kids of like the good yeah, coaches. and but he he ended up getting the full time job. Oh well, good for him. I mean, like you know, what are you going to do at Northwestern anyway? So good for him. Um, you know, this game's on ABC. It's on uh, it's on the 23rd. Oh, it's David Braun. He was their defensive you know, coordinator. Oh, I'm thinking of yeah. somebody else that was like the placeholder there. But uh, anyway. Are you going to watch this game? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I'll like, it's one of those ones where you're like, I'll have it on while I'm doing something, right? Like that's, that's what bowl season's for, right? Like you, you answered that question. Like I asked you if you wanted a corn dog. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, man. Who, who turns down a corn dog, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. Right? Like, I mean, this, I mean, it's fun. Like Beta Rank had this about nine in the um, uh, in the uh, naive spread, um, and it opened at about nine. That is a question that I. Uh, but I, but like the the six and a half. But the predicted score half, is is by Utah by a lot more. Um, but I'm not sure. I mean, like, is Jonah Ellis going to play in this game? I mean, like, so um, Utah's Utah's offense. Um, is it you know 45 overall they get a northwestern defense that's at 50 overall um and so like they should like that's a big enough i mean that's like offensively they should be able to put up some points in this game i mean their best advantage is like the look this utah defense fell off significantly down the back half of the year um and a lot of that was injuries uh, to be frank but they get a northwestern offense that isn't really that good they're at 67 overall in beta rank Utah's defense is at 19 overall. Um, I like Utah's defense. I mean, in particular, like Northwestern really struggles to avoid three and outs and turnovers, and Utah causes a lot of those. Um, I, I like Utah in this game. I mean, like, 
I like Utah to win unless they turn the ball. Don't turn the ball over four times like Cal. <laughs> but um, I do expect like, you know, Northwestern does have a decent defense. They should have a pretty good game plan um, there. But I think Utah's got a better defense and they should have a really good game plan to slow down this Northwestern offense. If you're a coach and you're like, yeah, we had an okay season and you, you go to Vegas or you go to like Myrtle Beach or something. I think I'm going to be like, I think I'm the cool sub. If I'm the head coach, I'm like, hey, guys, like, go watch some videos. I'm going to go <laughs> go to like drink at the beach. <laughs> like, you know, y'all you, you like Carmen San Diego. Here, here you go. You know? <laughs> yeah. Everybody get out your laptops. And uh, I don't know, man, <laughs> like pretend to take some notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's definitely like a bunch of like bold dumbness, you know, of like, oh, we're gonna have like a corn dog eating contest or something like that, right? And like, um, you know, that stuff's fun, and you get a free trip, I guess, like, out of it. But it's definitely, I mean, like, the Vegas Bowl still. I mean, you get to go to Vegas, right? And like, it's it's a short yeah. trip for Utah, and it's an easy flight for Northwestern out of Chicago. So, like, I mean, fun all around for everyone. I, and it's in the Raiders Stadium now, isn't it? Uh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Legion Stadium. Yeah. Um, I one of the things that's interesting is like, you know, people make the jokes about Utah going to Vegas. Utah loves Vegas. Like do, t- make no mistake. Like you, you like Vegas Vegas thrives uh, on BYU and Utah getting out of yeah. Vegas. <laughs> uh next bowl up here Wednesday, December 27th, Louisville is a seven and a half point favorite against USC. This line, Rob, I think it opened at like six and a half or seven and bumped up to seven and a half. It has not moved, which is fascinating because I think USC is just does not care. I think that team has just fallen apart and is on quit watch. But who knows? Yeah. So Baderink has this in the naive spread at um, six and a half. Um, And it is, but it's like the projected score is 42 to 32. So it's a it's it's an even larger spread <laughs> and i i feel pretty good about that actually coming into this um you know like louisville's offense is decent they're at 38 overall in beta rank they they run the ball better than they throw it um 28 in effective rush versus 41 in effective pass but usc's defense is of course terrible and they're awful defending the run they're at 99 in effective rush um and you flip it around and like you really need if you're USC, you really need the offense to be quite good. But there's no Caleb Williams. This this Louisville defense is good. They're number 10 overall in beta rank um, and they're 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 good defending the run and they're pretty good against the pass. Number eight in effective rush versus 16 in effective pass. I just don't in any way. I mean, look, some of these Louisville numbers are probably a little inflated by getting. Uh, Florida State's third string quarterback. I can't even remember that guy's name. He's already a blur to me. Um, in that ACC championship game, you're talking about the national championship. National champions, champions future Georgia, future UCF national. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I love. I mean, I this is a this is a horrendous matchup for USC in this game. Like Louisville, if they in any way in any way care about this game. Um, might blow the doors off USC and like really, yeah. really put an extra sour note on what has been a very like since it's funny because like I felt like with the dance on Lynn hire, like, oh, there's some positive news and some momentum maybe. And it has been just relentlessly down since then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Miller Moss sucks. Like if you have not watched USC, Miller Moss is. Very, very not. USC. Good at, what's going to be funny football. is like Miller Moss is going to go out and have like the most bonkers lights out game of his oh, yeah. life, and just as like a just, and his dad's going to find this podcast and just yeah. like like just write like the nastiest comments to us about this, but it's justified by how he's played up to this point. I hope they show this at, you know, at halftime, but like they, they have to fast forward through us, like not realizing that the recording has started. Yeah. They're like, no, no, wait, wait, they're not there yet. <laughs> Just staring at the camera. <laughs> oh Lord. I mean, I Louisville by a thousand. I, you know, and don't, don't gamble on this. Like, please, please do not like, yeah. do, do not do that. Um, next game. I really think this game's going to be great. Um, and, and the Alamo Bowl traditionally has been really solid. Like even even when teams don't show up, yeah. um, it's still fun because both teams' defenses don't show up, and it's just like a, it's just like a crazy, crazy experiment. 
Um, Arizona, number four, Arizona, uh, number four, number 14, I'm thinking basketball, number 14, Arizona against number 12, Oklahoma at the Alamo Bowl, December 28th, Thursday. Uh, I don't have a time at 6.15 on ESPN. Arizona is a three-point favorite in this game. This is going to be so fun. I'm I'm really excited to see. I think Arizona actually shows up to this game, and I think Oklahoma probably shows up to this game too, to, to as much as you can for a bowl yeah. game. Um, I know uh, uh, Jordan Morgan, Arizona's uh, left tackle, is, is out. I think a couple other players have uh, opted out of the game. But for the most part, like this is a big game for Arizona. This is one of the best years yeah. that they've had. They want to have some momentum going into the future. They get the extra practices. Now, on the other side, Oklahoma, Like, I mean, after last year, which was extremely disappointing, um, to come back 10-2, and two, have a chance at really having a solid season, I really think that team gets up, too. What do you think, Brock? I mean, the interesting... Thing. I mean, of course, like Dylan Gabriel's gone. So Jackson Arnold, their highly touted younger yeah. quarterback is going to start, but the, he's got to have a good game because, uh, you know, part of the engine of this Oklahoma team is this offense. They're number five overall in beta rank, uh, but they're not great running the football. They're at 27 overall in effective rush versus number seven in effective pass. Now they get an Arizona defense. That's like 36 overall in beta rank. Um, <clears throat> They're definitely better against the run than they are against the pass. Although I will say like Takario Davis, I think is particularly good on that team. Um, Arizona also has a pretty good special teams advantage, number 14 versus number 43 overall. Uh, But this Arizona offense is like right behind Oklahoma. They're at number six overall in beta rank. Um, They're at number five in effective pass since Fafita took over number 44 in effective rush. They get a really balanced Oklahoma defense, number 16 overall in beta rank, um, number 20 in effective rush versus number 20 in effective pass um this is this has all the hallmarks of a really really good game i mean like with with dylan gabriel gone i think that does you know even it out a little bit arizona's defense is a little worse than oklahoma's defense is um here but i think like with jackson arnold unless he comes in and just has a lights out game like fafita's played really really well i mean again like this Arizona team feels like they've gotten better and better as the season has gone on. Um, I feel like more practice and more time to game plan would be good. The one thing to keep an eye on, I would say is like, and this used to be true in the playoff with Clemson is like Brent Venables with time to plan can be a problem. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Like Brent Venables with time to like study how you game plan and call games can be like a real problem pain in the butt in a bowl game um and i'm interested to see kind of what he's got if he's if he if he's got because like there are some bowl games where like ven like clemson wasn't the better team and venables just kind of won in the game with a great game plan and, and, and play calling yeah the other thing to keep in mind is if uh Tatora mcmillan uh does not play in this game I think that's a massive blow to air. I, I haven't heard of him opting out, but I haven't heard of them. He's saying, too like, young. Yes, he he's, he's, he's got another year before he can declare for the draft. Well, good for him. Oh, yeah. National television. Yeah. I think yeah, they probably get that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, if, I mean, he's going to play. Fafita's going to play. I mean, Arizona, I mean, other than more, I mean, and Morgan's a huge loss. He's a likely first round pick. Um, yeah. For Arizona. But again, we've talked about this, like the offensive line coaching in Arizona has actually been really good. <laughs> Like I wasn't sure about Pete Carroll's kid, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Mia Culpa, I was very wrong. He's been really good. He looks like he looks like an incompetent coach for some reason, where he's like, because he, he's like kind of like yeah. gruff, and he, he looks like a good old boy. That's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna and then I'm like, wow, good for you. You put together a good offensive he line. Really, I mean, he really has, years. yeah. Um, let's do. Uh, we have three more bowls. Le- let's do two. Let's do the national. Let's do our, the national title game on, on its own. Rob, or the, maybe, the playoff maybe game do, um, on like Friday or yeah, something. Play, yeah. Okay. The the yeah yeah that's right. Um, but let's do um, let's let's do the next two bowls. We have Oregon uh, State, Notre Dame, and Liberty in Oregon, and let's do it right after this. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, we're back. The opposite of the fun bowl. Oh, this is the... Like, the oh, I love it, though. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is like my favorite bowl of the year. <laughs> this game is always stupid. Like, please, please no. We have te- with tears in my eyes. Please know this game is so dumb and it will be dumb. Who is and whatever, starting a like, quarterback for Oregon State? That is a question. <laughs> <laughs> that is a question. Um, Notre Dame gets bumped to, to the Sun Bowl, right? Like, I doubt Sam Hartman plays in this game. No, he's not. Um, and they just so, lost their and, offensive and, coordinator to become the head coach at Tro- Troy. And Vegas knows. Because I, I like before the the lines came out, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is where this is where I make my money. Under on the uh, on the Sun Bowl, always go under on the Sun Bowl. The total is 41 and a half. Vegas is already Vegas is on top of this stuff. They know they know what that what a mess this game always is. And then you have the fact that we don't know who the quarterback is for. Oregon it's Bengal Branson. Aiden Child. Is it still? Is it? Yeah, because Aiden Child is going to Michigan State. Oh, I know that, but I, I was I thought Gold Branson would have transferred. You know, like. We were just talking about like who you know Oregon State falling apart. Gold Branson as a true freshman was like was fine. Like I actually thought he was. I thought he could uh, he he still develop. I mean, like he's actually the fact that he's sticking around is not bad for them. Yeah, good for him for sticking around. Okay, I feel a little bit better about that because like he he's not a bad quarterback. Um, Notre Dame is a six and a half point favorite in this game. I mean, look, Oregon State lost its linebackers, its defensive. Like, I mean, it, this is bad. The offensive coaching staff but, is gone. But I mean, like, how many how many of the offensive linemen are going to be out? I, we don't know yet. Um, and that's such a blow that Mahalchek picked up and went. Like, he's going to bring some people with him. Oh, he's going to get paid. So I mean, he's getting paid. That, Michigan State's got crazy. We've talked about this on like Michigan State has a lot more money than people think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and good for him. He here. Yeah. That. Um, um, one hour ago, Trent Bray says Damian Martinez will not play in the Sun Bowl. Oh, I want no. I mean, look, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be like as good without Hartman. Um, and I don't think, uh, I mean, but like truly that line is like about where it should have been. Like if these teams were at full strength playing on a neutral field, Notre Dame should be favored. Um, beta rank had it about f- almost five um, and a little bit closer in the predicted score, 29, almost 30 to 26, almost 27. Um, so about three points in the predicted score. Given how Oregon State has just been decimated, I think it's nuts that it's still six. I think that's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it is just Sun yeah. Bowl voodoo. Um but that does no, does <laughs> does Notre Dame have like the Catholic Latino like edge in the crowd, right? Like n- none of none of the actual Notre Dame fans come down there. But like, oh. I'm I mean, Notre Dame travels really thing. well. Like, it's I mean, and I mean, Notre Dame does travel really well. It is hard to think of like I mean, El, <laughs> like El Paso, El Paso is possibly America would have America's like probably like what is it? it's got to be like the most isolated large American city right like I mean it's a pretty good sized city and yeah. like and there's nothing nothing like nothing nothing like it. Albuquerque is a hike I mean Albuquerque is like four hours I mean three and a half four hours away um but like all of the rest of Texas Maybe is Boise? forever away is it is El Paso, yeah, El Paso bigger, than is bigger than Boise? I mean, it's like, but it's crazy. Yeah. Is like if you can if you look across, like, because like it's just all in this valley, and like Juarez is right across the border, and you look across the valley, you're like, holy crap! Like this is actually would be a huge city if I mean this. Like Juarez is an enormous city, um, and El Paso is a smaller, you know, but like it's a good sized city. I mean, maybe Notre Dame has like I, I maybe he has an edge, and I mean, the, I, I would expect him to have an edge in fans. I don't expect Oregon State has a lot of enthusiasm right now going on things, um, and Notre Dame fans do do travel. I don't know. I mean, I would what I would pay to see in this game is all the old white Notre Dame fans eating hot, 
hot Mexican food in El Paso <laughs> and just just that's all all those people we saw when we went to Notre Dame game this year just eating like the hottest Mexican food you can find like I would that uh, that I'm in for sign me up <laughs> my my favorite I should I should do this when, when we move when we move to the next podcast I need to find um the collection of like as 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 somebody who's Mexican like my favorite moment of this game is when um, the coach just put on the the giant sombrero and like I just, oh, see, I just yeah. see like my whole wall plastered with like, each coach with the giant sombrero. Oh, I mean, on. I want it to be I Marcus just, like, Freeman I, too because like I mean he's a, he's a cool guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, but the, it'd be funny. I mean, like, I mean, of course we are rooting for Trent Bray and the Breeze in this game. I mean, just I mean, if they pull it off. This is like a Christmas miracle, and he will have some momentum going into the off season, like which would they des- desperately need. Um, but this Notre Dame defense is pretty good. Um, you know, their offense got a lot better this year, even. And I, I, I got to look and see if they're, I, I just saw Parker got the Troy job today. I don't know that he, I, that he may still be coaching in this game, um, given how close they are to the game. But, um, this could be, a, this should be a tough one for the beeves. I don't know. I mean, we still got to think of a name for this big 10 podcast that is like, coming up upon us <laughs> yeah, that's true. like way too early yeah. i'm i'm literally like wikipedia in the sun bowl and i'm just gonna get screenshots this, of is, all the the, the, the this is like a little like, so this is like a little risque but isn't the sun bowl the one where they like where they like where they were doing like the aerial shot like the blimp shot and it was like there's because there's a couple hills that you can see the sun bowl from and there was there was the uh-huh. one where like the couple and It was like I was like ended up on national television. Like I mean, the Sun Bowl has everything. I'm almost positive. Now we're gonna look that up. <laughs> I'm almost positive that is true. It it was not at the Sun Bowl. I mean, at the actual Sun Bowl. So this is this is like the semantics of this are going to sound dumb because the football stadium is the Sun Bowl. So it, it was a UTEP game at the Sun Bowl where this happened. Ah, yeah. And ESPN <laughs> cameras caught it. See, college college football is the best. I love it so much. So enjoy the Sun Bowl while you watch it. This like this is the dumbest best bowl that you should watch. Like of all of all the ridiculous bowls. Um, look, the Duke's Mayo Bowl gets all the, the attention because they pour the mayo. Like, no, this bowl, if you want dumb college footballness, this is this is this is the game for you. Um, all right. Last game, J- January 1st, New Year's Day. Um, Liberty Bibbity, 13 and 0, going, going to the Fiesta Bowl to play Oregon. Oregon is a 17 point favorite. Bo Nix is gonna play in this game, which is interesting. Um Yeah. I think they smoke Liberty. Like I really do. Th- I think that like Lanning has this team still like they're still pissed. The fact that Nick's is playing, I think he has the team bought in. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what the, the matchup here says. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched a moment of Liberty this year. So, though, so here's I could the totally thing wrong. about Liberty is like, look, Will Stein was one of the best offense, like maybe the best offensive coordinator hire of the season. Like he did a phenomenal job of what was already a really good offense at Oregon. Jamie Chadwell absolutely electric like people like like Hugh Freeze had Liberty rolling offensively Jamie Chadwell cranked that up a lot um so okay. like offensively like this should be a really fun game this is the number two overall Oregon offense they're only behind LSU this season they're number one in effective pass they get a truly horrendous Liberty defense I mean they're not bad for a a group of five team, I should say they're at 81 overall, but they're at 97 in effective pass versus 59 in effective rush. Like Nick should be able, Nick's and everyone should get literally everything they want. But this offense for Liberty is at number four overall in beta rank. They're really good. Like Jamie Chadwell wow. can absolutely fricking coach. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and they're at number one overall in effective rush. Um, now they're not a great passing team. They're at 61 overall in effective pass. So they're not going to get, this isn't like the Washington game, which is like Washington was like a really bad matchup for Oregon. Like Oregon ended up playing a really light box against Washington because they were worried about getting beat by a who they doubled all game. 
And so Washington was able to get some rush yards. Like they shouldn't have to do that against Liberty. They'll be, they should be able to play even a heavy box against this Liberty pass. Um, but they're at number seven in effective rush. This should be a pretty fun matchup. Oregon definitely has a significant advantage here. Um, you know, uh, and they have, I mean, Beta Rink has it. Beta Rink has it at about 13, 14 in the predicted score, 44 and a half to 31, uh, almost 32. Um, <clears throat> But it definitely is right around 17. I, I I feel like the 14 points is probably about right. I think Liberty's offense is really good. I think Chadwell is an excellent game planner, um, and I think they will. I think they will be able to to move the ball against Oregon. But Oregon's going to just put up a bajillion points on this defense. Your Kaiden Salter is disgusting, yeah. right? Like yeah. uh, 2,700 yards, 31 touchdowns, five picks, and then has run for a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Like that's super fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. This okay. Liberty offense is really, but and they huh. get like it's a strength on strength. Like they get an Oregon, they get the Oregon run defense, which is actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Oh, good. I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. That that'll yeah. be a fun one to watch. Um, anything else before we we pack up here? No, no. I mean, we'll do. I guess we'll do one more Pac-12 podcast, and then. Maybe we'll do a wrap up. Two, two more, more, Rob. Come on. Oh, Yo, you have little faith. faith. I have three. We'll podcasts. have three more Pac-12 podcasts. Because <laughs> if Washington wins the title, we have to do a like we have to go out on top. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, like champagne, all champagne and a campaign all all yeah. around. It'll, yeah. it'll be fun to see. Um, okay, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. We got we got two more, three more, three more podcasts left before we uh, we get out of here. Um, thanks for tuning in. Sharp college football for all your uh, not gambling needs. Do not gamble on these games once more. Like, please, for the love of God. Unless you have information that's like someone is playing that or someone is playing or someone isn't playing that nobody else knows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And guess guess who probably knows? Vegas probably knows. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will catch you next week.